Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Socially Distanced Podcast, the flagship podcast of thepopbreak.com. My name is Bill Bodkin. I am the editor-in-chief of the site. Welcome to the 75th chapter, edition, episode, and installation of this podcast. Uh, This podcast is going to be deviating from our normal what-if coverage. We will resume that next week, but we're doing that because, you know, Episode 75, we like to do something fun for these, like, you know, watershed episodes. And we are going to be talking about the See Here Now Music Festival, which happened last weekend in Asbury Park, New Jersey. I am joined by uh, my fellow attendee of the site, uh, uh, at the, the festival, I should say. He took all the photos. And I have to say, I have he has been taking photos for the site probably uh, close to six, if not seven years um, math isn't my strong point, but I can remember him calling me saying, I'm really nervous. I don't know how to shoot a show to producing some of his best work. And I say this every time he does a concert shoot, because every time he does a new shoot, I see my new favorite photos from him. I can't believe I'm being this nice about him right now. He's the managing editor of the site, Al Manorino. What's going on, pal? Hey, um, Thank you, as always. Don't, You're just like thank you for don't, there you go. Don't don't know don't know how to take compliments that well. But uh, to to be more specific, next week will be a double shot of what if because um, we're going to talk uh, this week's episode and next week's episode. Disco next Thor, week's podcast. Disco Thor, and whatever uh, whatever else, whatever else. Yeah, um, yeah. Alex just, Marcus will be on that episode possibly. If not, I'll find somebody else. Um, Speaking, uh, should we introduce? Uh, do we have to introduce our guest? I can't believe he's on. Uh, he honestly. is the least liked person on the poprake.com. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. Mostly they're the ones everyone's like, God, that one sucked. Um, he's getting married in two weeks. So that's a, that's a positive. His, his fiance is super nice. Um, thanks for inviting me and Al so we can eat free food and get drunk in Point Pleasant. Um Point Pleasant. By the way, go back to our episode where we talked about Point Pleasant. That's a great one. I think that's episode I think 25. I was going to say, I think that's also an anniversary episode. It's at episode 25. So, yeah. So, we've tripled our episode production. And unfortunately, we have Ryan DeMarco with us. Oh, hello. 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 Yes. These episodes now write themselves every uh, every 25. You just got to bring it back. And, Bill, it's it's uh, it's one week till my wedding. So, I uh, guess you're, you're going to be a week late. <laughs> Dude, I thought it was on a Saturday up until everyone's like, no, it's on, but, uh, on this podcast. Al was like, uh, no, it's on a Friday. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, shit. And, uh, by the way, an, another uh, former guest on this podcast uh, also asked me what day is your wedding today? They asked you guess, and that was, is he, is he in the wedding party? No one's fucking coming. Right? And, 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 and does, does he also edit this podcast? No, it's not him. That would have been funny, though. Who else is? Oh, is it Christian? It was Christian. Okay. Yeah, the other the other attendee it's good i'll literally be the guy in the first scene of that movie where nobody comes to his birthday party except for it's my wedding oh yeah i gotta tell my bosses because all of a sudden i realize your church wedding is like during my work day and i'm like oh crap yeah. i gotta i gotta go to that <laughs> i gotta tell my bosses i gotta leave early yeah. yes uh it's i'm glad to be back uh that was fun uh hanging out with you guys at the festival i assume now when uh, unlike al's photos every time you see me you like me less and less <laughs> oh, oh man like i like i 
basically want to turn the camera off. Like yeah. I would turn the camera off just because. Like I remember, like you were just walking down the boardwalk. I'm like, Bill, Bill, and you gave me, you flipped me off, and you kept walking, and then uh, you slapped me right in the face, and you said, "Get away from me." But I did. You ended up watching the Smashing Pumpkins with me, so I, I did. Yeah, we we had we had some fun during that set. Yeah, <laughs> just start making comments. I think your fiance's soon to be wife's friend is always like, "Why does that guy have to crack jokes about everything?" And I'm just like, "There was some at Billy stuff." I was just making fun of Billy Corgan being the owner of the NWA, and which is wrestling, not um, the rap group. So, like I'm saying, <laughs> the biggest thing to come out of the festival is finding out that he literally is at Billy on Twitter. <laughs> oh, it's like this in the wrestling community. That's the biggest joke. Like people will make there's a there's a podcast like this wrestling comedy podcast where he's just at Billy and they just have like a, he's like, hi, I'm at Billy. And he's just like a very depressing monotone person. I also introduced Ryan and Al. I don't know if you've seen the picture no. of sad Billy Corgan at Disney. It's pretty great. Oh, I've seen that. It, I, oh, no, I, wait. I, have I seen that? I'm thinking I might I might, I might be thinking of sad Jack White. No, I mean, they're both super pale. And we'll talk about Jack White a little bit later. They look, they look like ghosts. Uh, I mean, so do I. But, I mean, oh, don't wow. let the farmer stand in alcoholism. Fool you. Um, but, yeah, we're talking about See Here Now. This is um, this is the second year I've attended. I did not attend in 2018. Um, Al, you've been at all three. Ryan, have you been at all three iterations of the festival? No, last two I, for me as well. I missed the first one. My fiance has been to all three of them. That's who really should have had her on the podcast. We yeah. She's so much nicer. She's so Same. much cooler. Only she lived near one of us. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it was my second, uh, second year in a row, second um, ever. And yeah, unfortunately I missed that first one. Yeah, me too. I mean, I mean, I'm glad I didn't go because my, um, my, what would have been my press pass went to Al and snapped one of my favorite photos of all time, which is actually around my desk was uh, and he was one of the only people to get a clear shot of bruce springsteen making an appearance at the first uh see here now most people have blurry camera phones al got this like crystal clear hang it in the louvre type photo of bruce just being bruce happy birthday bruce by the way i was just gonna say happy birthday, happy birthday you son of a gun. happy birthday I would, I happy i wish you would come on the podcast or you know sponsor us like disney plus uh or liquid death which i became a big fan of this weekend you know what i think you gotta stop pushing the disney uh agenda and start pushing the liquid death one and I make have, them the, the sponsor i have bought so much liquid death this week they sell at 7-eleven so i buy it and if the, people don't know what liquid death is it's not that one podcast where i was blackout drunk and i almost died it is canned like mountain water it looks like you're drinking a beer but like from the can but it's <laughs> it looks really, like you're drinking like a, a monster energy drink actually. yeah well yeah, i mean yeah. i've had people in my my office were like are you drinking on the job and i'm like Yes, I wish. Um, Should be. Ask me that now. <laughs> just like, yeah, I've, I've, well, I've done that a few times. But let's talk about the festival. We all attended in 2019, which um, we all had a blast at. We could read our review in words and photos that Al and I did two years ago. But let's face it. Um, we know all the bullshit that happened over the last year and a half slash two years since the last festival. This was, for most of us, uh, our first, uh, everyone's biggest concert or event we've been to since the pandemic, uh, you know, era started, I'll say. Ryan, I'll start with you. You're our uh, less than a scene guest. Um, 
how did you feel walking into a, a, an event that was estimated to have about 35,000 people per day at like, you know, we've, we've gone through a lot and I'm being serious right now. We've, we've gone through a lot as a society. And um, how did you feel walking in there and, and, and being there? Cause we saw throngs of people everywhere. Yeah, I wasn't, uh, I mean, I, I was questioning um, kind of everything leading up to it. I really wasn't sure what to expect. Um, I mean, I, I, I was assuming it was going to be as bit, you know, as, as much of a turnout as, as last year, maybe more, but, or I'm sorry, the last festival, but maybe more, I wasn't sure how everybody was going to interact with each other. I really wasn't sure what the performers were going to do. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I wasn't even sure if there was going to be any like last minute changes or dropouts or, or some, you know, I, I, I really didn't know what to expect, but I was nevertheless super pumped for it. Um, been looking forward to it for two years, getting the email updates and all that. Um, I, yeah, I wish I could add more to it, but really, I just, I, I did not know what to expect. And obviously with the turnout um, and everything and everything we'll talk about, um, pleasantly surprised, very, very overwhelmed with the response. It was, it was a phenomenal experience. I'm, I'm not going to lie when I say this, that I almost bailed at the last second. Okay. I, I yeah. was so, I had actually been to a bigger event on Wednesday of that week. Uh, I went to a wrestling show at the Prudential Center, but I was in a luxury box, not, you know, not be like, look at me, I'm fancy. But it's like, you know, I was separated from a lot of people and there's 90% of the people that I saw at the Prudential Center had masks on and it's a very open space. This, I almost didn't go. I was like, maybe I shouldn't because there's going to be so many people and I know how it was last time and how people are going to be on top of each other. And even walking up, saw my buddy, little Mike, who used to run Asbury lanes and he used to run house of independence. And he was even like, yeah, I get it. And he's like, no, this is, this is surreal. You know, and he was actually working the festival, but he's like, I think you're going to be all right, man. Just don't, don't stress too much, which is, you know, giving me that advice is ridiculous. But when I walked in showed my vaccination card, even I was, it took me a good couple hours to really feel right because that's the biggest thing I've attended in two years. And it wasn't until a white denim who was playing the park stage, their set that I feel really good. I mean, I probably also had about five drinks at that point. So that probably helped, but like it was, it was a bit nerve wracking for me. And and there was times during the Pearl, when Pearl jam, when, you know, I was trying to follow Al all the way up because that's what we were doing the whole time. I would walk with Al, you know, we get a good view and he would take photos. I walked back out with him. I had a wall of about 20,000 people because I also ran into our son, Ryan Barry, um, one of our favorite people on the podcast. I'm like, Ryan, DeMarco. That's right. Ryan Barry is our favorite Ryan. I think Al can agree with that. Am, uh, I, the, am I the least liked or am I, did I even get to that point yet? Like, am I just like, not even on the list, dude. Okay. Not even on the list. <laughs> then you're uh, yeah. I mean, you're just here because we need a full spot. Uh, <laughs> Feels so good to be here. Fucking me too. Sorry. I have to stop. Gabby wasn't available. It's like, your cool fiance. We tried Gabby. Won. She wasn't available. She's like, guys, I work like five jobs. So I'm having a wedding to plan. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was nervous. And, uh, but you know, by the second day I felt pretty good about it. Cause you know, those guys are in a tight ship and you know, you had to show your vaccination card or a COVID test. And if you, there was plenty of space to, to hang out, 
and you could you could avoid people, which I definitely like doing door concerts anyway. But Al, you're the fearless one of the group. Um, how'd you feel about being in a, an event this big? Um, it, it was my first concert. Um, obviously, uh, you could see the first couple shows I covered um, this summer up on up on the pop break, including a festival that was both uh, also like down the block uh, in Asbury at the Stone Pony, uh, uh, definitely smaller in scale, but uh, a festival nonetheless, Shadow of the City. Um, I felt, I think post Shadow of the City, I'm like, okay, I guess I can be in big crowds again. Like, I, I, it really doesn't bother me that much. I mean, even when, when Ryan and I, uh, Ryan wrote a, a review of uh, Rise Against, and I took photos of that show, um, even when we were there, I mean, we were kind of nervous. I think we were like, masks were kind of like on and off. Um, during like throughout especially in the pit i was wearing a mask there but like i think after that show we're like if, if we're not dead yet i think i think we'll be good at the show um because rise against was pretty pretty wild um yeah. in terms of the crowd and the moshing and everything like that so um and as a photographer too like no one wants to be around me anyway because i'm like carrying a giant bag and a ton of gear so i'm uh, kind of actively avoiding people anyway um I thought just the scale of it was insane. I kind of forgot how many people attended this thing. And I guess that's what happens when you have like a year break in between like being in like a festival crowd or a convention crowd like that. Um, And like, I like thought to myself, like, did it get bigger from the previous year? Um, Yeah. I guess, I guess we'll figure that out in a second when Bill talks about it. But yeah, I I was, it was crazy, but at the same time, it was like kind of what I expected. Yeah, so it was bigger in terms of, I believe there were more people there. I think it was uh, about 10,000 people more there. I think it was 30,000 per day the year, two years ago, and then it was 35 per day this year. I could be in- incorrect on that, but that's what I've read. Also, there was a city block uh, space. And so, Al, that's why your legs were on fire for days, uh, because there's an extra city block put between the stages. Mm. for distance i think i did about 40k steps in the two days i i got i got close um meanwhile ryan's fiance is like that's not enough for me in two days she's like i do that every day what are you talking about i mean her like guys live yes (laughs) it was it was definitely yeah definitely a a journey going going from the park stage to the (laughs) to the that surf stage is far. So for people who don't know, this is done on the Asbury Park boardwalk on the North Beach side of Convention Hall. So you're you're going pretty far when you're when you're going between sit- stages. But in between stages, of course, you've got all these cool stands. You've got all these like you know vendors there. So it's a, it's a cool experience. Because there was a lot of like you know well known names on there. Of course, we had Pearl Jam, we had Smash Pumpkins, we had the Abbott Brothers. Also, uh, we had Billy Idol. Lots of name talent here. Who is a who is some artists? Al, I'm going to start with you. That took you by surprise. They're like, "Oh, hi! I'm going to go run to my Spotify now, and I'm going to just listen to the shit out of you." Um, that's a great question. Should I come back to you? No, no, no. Because I'm trying to I'm trying to think in order of like Saturday and Sunday. I had people for each. Um, Saturday, I think it was white denim who uh, was basically the first band I took photos of. Yeah, it was. Um, awesome. They were really, really good. Super unexpected. That, that was a good thing about this festival. Like, I, I, we'll talk about it more probably after this, but, like, at, like, at, like, first glance, like, the the lineup itself was, like, a little 
underwhelming for me, but at the same time, there was a bunch of bands I've like never either seen live or heard of that I got to check out for the first time and, and really dug. Um, Black Joe Lewis was another one. I was like, wow, this guy um, like just rocks really, really hard. Um, Orville Peck, who you made me uh, go I, run down the boardwalk to go shoot. And I was like, that's cool. This guy's weird and crazy. Um, yeah, never seen Kelly McGovern, our good friend, she would have disowned mm-hmm. She loves the Orville. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they were very cool. The big one for me was Avid Brothers. Cause I had, it was like a, someone that I'd, um, that I'd always liked, um, and like was a fan of, but never did a deep dive into, like, if I heard a song, I'm like, Oh, this is good. And I do that a lot and I shouldn't, but like, if I like, like a song, sometimes I'll just, just like that song and never do it like a super deep dive. I was like that with bare naked ladies and never gave them a deep dive until like this year. And I'm like, wow, these guys are fucking awesome. I'm so, curious. Yeah. That was not the band. B- what did what BNL that, that that whole second life for you for bare naked ladies? <laughs> um, well, think about it. They're, they have like at least four songs that you like from them. Yeah, like, th- like just think about that. Well, how many times have you seen Gin Blossoms and you still only care about those four songs? Yeah. Dude, first off, don't ever talk shit about the Gin Blossoms. They are like our house band. They are like the nicest dudes. I know. And that wasn't talking. Sh- that wasn't talking shit. That was giving him like a, a like a real world example. Me and Ryan have seen Gin Blossoms a million times, and people only know them for that those four songs, those four hits. But when we go see them, we love everything. Like we love the whole show. So, bare, bare, I, I, such a weird sidetrack. But Bare Naked Ladies I, are I really like want to watch. I want to see the Gin Blossoms right now. That's what I really want. Because they're, they're great. They're awesome. I've seen them twice. They're them. awesome. I think me and Ryan have seen them now at this point like seven times, six times. They they were. Yeah. The, first band to play the stone pony post sandy that oh. that show was jammed to the gills with people and wonderful guys hung out backstage with them uh had pizza with them great guys um so at so okay so as al changed the screen name to bare naked ladies um no nope, bare naked ladies rule it's a hover over oh okay um but okay so what was the, what was the song that really we were like you know what i really want to deep dive into fair name they better be on see here now 2022 now so that's all i'm saying <laughs> stay tuned um um actually it's funny because uh we've talked about it a few times and, and ryan is a huge fan as well uh ralph garman he has the the, the 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 ralph report podcast we listen to it every day it's a daily podcast he played a song by them called alcohol which i had never heard it's very 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 good Sketchy. um and then i remember how much i loved because uh, uh all not all nation uh, uh pop rocks on sirius xm which is a great station underrated um very underrated. They uh, they were playing um, what's it called? Um, it's all been done. Like all been like they played like a million times. Great fucking song. So you see what I'm saying? Like, Harmon, there's man. a there's a there's a pattern here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, by the way, I know you know you're, you're Captain Christmas over there. You've heard their version with Sarah McLaughlin of "God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen," right? No, this one's better. It's super good. You, okay, you'll love it. You'll love it. Um, Excellent. Glad everyone could turn into the, the Bare Naked Ladies Appreciation Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be so good. <laughs> oh, God. If uh, Danny clenches us into this, he's like, Jesus, these guys are the worst. And then we'd be like, yeah, kind of. Um, a little bit. Yeah, but also Danny Clinch, who's one of the creators of the festival. Wonderful interview. Wonderful interview. Great guy. Um, Saw him in the pit at Pearl Jam. 
Yeah, That's he awesome. did. I next time we get an interview with him, you have to do it. He's got the clinch. Yeah. Go go visit the clinch gallery, which is adjacent to the Asbury, the hotel. Um, in Asbury Park, great place, like tons yeah. of amazing photos in there. Go so check cool. it out. So cool. I think it's um, called if you're looking it up, I think it's the transparent, transparent gallery. Yeah, it's not the clinch gallery. gallery. I apologize. Uh, but for me, because Ryan, I'm gonna let you go last. And for me, I was really taken back by Hyrie. She was an opener. She was one of the first bands to go out on the surf stage, which is the farthest north stage. Um, a, a name that has come across press releases for me, a name that has come across, you know, played Wonder Bar and other places in Asbury Park. Just always like a miss for us. Like timing's never great. Gave me super early Tragic Kingdom and previous uh, No Doubt vibes. Really great. They, they killed it early on and i was like oof, i i need to get into this band white denim i've been a fan of for a long time and uh corsicana i think is one of their great records you gotta check that out uh, half that band ended up going to play in leon bridges band um so if you like leon bridges and like the his backing band that's early white denim right there um black joe lewis was another one i've seen a million times playing brooklyn bowl Apparently, there's not going to be a Brooklyn Bowl, Philadelphia, which is now a thing. Um, and, you know, a name that's always come across my quote unquote desk in my email, just never always a blind spot for me. And I, I, I really, really dug them. And they kind of had the St. Paul and the Broken Bones spot where they were like a mid afternoon Sunday show and they converted a lot, lot, lot of fans. And uh, for me, I, I hate to rip you off, Al, but Avid Brothers for me has been a musical blind spot. I mean, I'm a big old jam band fan. Uh, love, <laughs> love a band that can rock at Stetson and a stand up bass. But it's always a band that's always like you're a song here, or they're on a playlist, and I've never taken a deep dive on. But my God, that band, who I, rich, I think originally was going to be a headliner, they came in and they played with like. Uh, it's this is a Walt Clyde Fraserism, if there ever was one, a, a ferocity and a velocity that I could not, I, I was not expecting. They played so fiercely and so fast, it, like bewildered you would be like, my God, these guys are so good. I need more of them in my life. And Al, I think when you left the pit, we're like, next time they're around, I have to see them live as them just as a solo show. And that's, that's the mark of a good band where they're on a bill with, Pearl Jam, and you're still talking about the Avid Brothers, and of course Orville Peck, too, was just my God, that guy, that guy is a star. He is a star. I mean, like, sounds as you said, sounds like Elvis to me, reminded me of a Chris Isaac meets like any dude that ever cut a, a country western record in the 40s or 50s, you know, mixed in with like so much subtext in his lyrics and just such a swagger on stage. He just beguiled everybody. And I uh, also want to give a shout out to our, our buddy, Remember Jones, who just uh, quoted our uh, quoted my review about how they are a national treasure, because you know what? God damn it. They are. Uh, Ryan, bands that took you by surprise that you're like, you know what? I'm going to go check these these cats out. Yeah. Like, Pearl Jam. Yeah. Pearl Jam is uh, Pearl Jam. I never heard of them, but uh, you know, they're, they're, I think they got a career ahead of them. Um, it's no. not like you come from Ocean County, great. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I, I just alienated everyone from Ocean County. Great America. We just lost half the audience. Um, no, all uh, four of them. 
Um, no, so I, uh, unlike, unlike you, uh, to, uh, deviants, I, uh, was actually most excited for the, uh, Avid Brothers. I live with a, uh, Avid Brother junkie. So she was, really? uh, she's been a lifelong fan of, uh, of them. And she's been telling me for years and she's seen them in the past. Uh, they're fantastic. So we've been listening to them on, uh, on rotation the whole summer going. Oh, Ryan. I got to ask you, have you seen the documentary? Because I've heard really good things about the documentary about them. I have not seen the documentary and I have heard of it and it, it was on my list as well. So, no, that's definitely something I would be very interested in. Um, so I was I was fully prepared. I've never seen them, but I was also blown the fuck away by them live. Yeah. They were they were it was an experience seeing that shit like like that. that would, like you said, like the, the set ended and you're talking about it. Um, Sunday night, the next day later, uh, you're like, that was, that was a highlight of the show. Um, bands that took me by surprise. I was, I was given a heads up from Al for a few bands. Um, Remember Jones for sure was uh, a band I had never heard of. Um, and I was completely overjoyed by them. They were wonderful. They were, <laughs> they, they were a, a, a quick, it was the fastest set I've ever experienced. Cause it was, it was just so every song was a joy. Like the, the, you know, they were just complete, just, just pleasure just to, just to see. I loved every song that they had. I'm excited for their new album. Ha ha bitch. Um, coming oh, out. Uh, what a title. What a title. That's exactly. such a remember Jones title too. I that's how you, that's how they went into their last song. I'm like, yep. I'm a fan. I'm a lifelong fan now. Nice. Um, uh, what's it called? And uh, Orville Peck, you 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 guys were. I didn't see them. Obviously, uh, you guys caught them, but I did catch up with them a little. Get caught up with him a little bit afterwards uh, on Spotify or uh, Amazon. And uh, I have not uh, given him a huge, huge amount of time yet. But he tr he is on my list um, completely. I, I'm I'm I can't quite place. You've mentioned you you you. you explained him in a couple different ways and I, I still uh, i'm like i can't explain him he's just he's fascinating yeah, yeah. I, I, I dig that it's i do too it's it's like oh i <laughs> i wish they invented words for this guy i i um, i i he's like the sean bean meme from lord of the rings like one does not simply listen yeah. to orville peck they experience yeah um moon taxi another band i did not uh hear about um, and, and when I looked them up later, I'm like, oh, they have like a thousand followers. Like they're like, they're like tiny there, but they're, they're, they have, they, they sounded good. I only heard them from the distance though. Yeah, no, they were, they, they had, they had a great like chill slash just, just good. Like you can almost listen to them in any environment and it, they would be, they would be an uplifter. Um, those were the standouts. Unfortunately, I missed I missed some of Saturday due to work, so I missed the the, the openers. I didn't see White Denim, I didn't see Hyrie, uh, which you made me actually kind of curious about now. But I am uh, I'm happy to say every single every single performance was bomb. They, I will say there was not a bad performance. Yeah, I honestly, you might be right on that one. I, I, there was none. There were no. Uh, sets that I was like man this thing the only one personally for me that I wasn't a fan of is the dirty heads just because their lighting was not great for photographer um a lot of a lot of reds and blues and uh you know uh, backlit and faces were kind of covered and stuff you know um, it was you know it was pretty good that uh, yeah. I never heard of before um 
I'm, I'm bummed I missed some local bands. I'm bummed I missed our buddies in Black Flamingos. I'm bu- bummed who and and American Trappist who both played our first ever Christmas show. But uh, Bristol Mar- Briston Maroney, they played a set that was like, man, how are they not in heavy rotation on Sirius XMU? Like they are made for that. That's that kind of you know slow college indie surf rock type thing. It's so, it was so good. I was I was super impressed with them too. And there's some yeah. people I'm bummed I miss. I mi- I missed like it says I miss Remember Jones. I missed uh, Ron Ar- um, Ron Artest and the Truth. Like, um, but as Strand of Oaks. But also I'll give a shout out to local guys uh, Jackson Pines. Awesome. They had a great set. And um, check them out. They're like kind of a Ocean County. You know, bluegrass, country, all country type deal. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that really speaks to the that card too. Is that like, like you were saying, Al? Like, and I'm going to bring this up because you preface this like the card was subject to change because there was a lot of bands that were or artists that were on the show: Phoebe Bridgers, mm-hmm. Cage the Elephant, The Beach Boys, uh, Growlers, uh, even even Patty Scalfa, yeah. who's who was announced as a like replacement that couldn't make this show. There was a large amount of bands that could not make the show because obviously this, this was rescheduled from 2020, but I think who they brought in was like, it was all killer, no filler. And I feel like that really was like a lot of bands, like this was their first foray. And we heard this a lot when people were on stage, like it stunned me that um, group love, for example, who was just, you know, feeding off the crowd. Yeah, never played Jersey before. I'm like, I, I'm stunned. I think they, they played, played Jersey. I don't think they, they, they don't think they played. They Ashes. said we've never played Jersey before. I'm like, you've played. You have to have played Starland. But they could have been scheduled, and the show could have been canceled. Because remember, mm. they could have been a, a snowed out show type deal, like Pearl yeah. Jam. Pearl Jam saying we've never played Asbury Park, and Asbury even in, during its worst days. You had bands coming through like Jewel played the Saint, you know, in the 90s. You know what I mean? So it's like it's wild to think that some of these artists are saying, I've never played New Jersey, I've never played Asbury Park. This was their first time, and they brought it, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah, one one uh I don't know if he had played Jersey or not, I was like, I guess we can get into this next of like you know, favorite acts or whatever, but like one of my like biggest surprises for me was Billy Idol. Billy Idol fucking killed it. Right? That was a good so song. Good. Guys, let's go to a Billy Idol concert because that Dude, was awesome. I'm in. I'm in. Band. Alan, we, we, we were listening to his new EP on the way in. Yeah. Like, is this is this strange that this fucking like slaps? Like, this, this is slaps, like, yeah. like this? oh, it's. Yeah, I mean, he, I'm sorry. I yeah. feel like I'm talking to my 12 year old niece right now, but yeah, it totally slapped. Like his new yeah. stuff. He was in the slot of the B-52s of B from 2019, where it's like, hey, here's the legacy act. Here's the... Hey, was that bl- was that Blondie year one, too? Blondie year one, yeah. yeah. Don't forget uh, Joan Jett, too. Oh, yeah. Joan Jett. Could have been Joan Jett. Or was that the second day? Well, Joan Jett, yeah. Joan Jett and B-52s were the same year. Same oh, year. yeah, that's right. But it was like that throwback, and you're thinking, oh, it's Billy Idol. You know, I was like, what his new stuff? You know, when you see an older band, they're like, hey, here's our new stuff. You're like, okay, cool. No one was begging for Rebel Yell when he played uh, Rita Hayworth, which was one of his new songs. Yeah, that was good. So good. 
killed it, man. Crushed it. Steve Stevens, who's his guitar player, is God. Is that the guy who's playing behind on his back? I yeah. have a picture of him playing uh, the guitar behind his head and like with ease. And I was like, dude, this guy's insane. He is so good, man. He sounded so like not only was like he good, but the band was so tight. Like honestly, like you you know that they've been playing together for years when you hear like. This was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm seeing like a PNC show right now. Like I'm seeing yeah. a classic rock act at PNC. It sounds perfect. Yeah, but the thing is, it wasn't like, it didn't feel like a classic rock act. It no. didn't feel like he the greatest had, he had show. Such, he had such, and like he had more energy than most, some of these bands like that were brand new. He, like, he has a swagger that's never oh, yeah. left. No. Yeah, no, he's like, I fuck it's him. Billy fucking idol. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brian. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. But he, I see when he was doing um, his opening song, he was just kind of like talk, talking a little bit. I'm like, I said, I was thinking to myself like, oh man, he's just mailing it in or his voice is shot. No, he was yeah. saving his voice. I, I legitimately, he was the only one and not that I know a lot about him, but uh, going in, you know, you make your projections, and he was like one of those. I'm like, ah, I feel like he might be out of his element here, and exactly, and he was not. He was like, he came, he came to fuck. Wow. Okay. Hot take from Ryan. Sorry. But, um, I mean, he did undo his shirt within the first song. So, yeah, well, but like when B52s played, like I'm mean, just go back to that. Even when Joan Jett played, like it, it felt like after a while they ran out of gas a little bit. And with the B-52s, man, you're wearing these outfits that are like, holy shit, I would run out of gas in a 90-degree day, too. Uh, and I'm way younger than you. But Billy Idol, it was a different gear. It was just like, he's ready. And he was just like, I'm going to ease into. And I was at the park stage, I think, for Dirty Heads, but the sound system was picking up his set. And you can hear, start again from Rebel Yell. And you're just like, holy shit, this guy is bringing it. Yeah. And, yeah. he, and that's a guy who can mail it in, but he brought it, dude. So Billy Idol was your your best performance, Al? Favorite performance? Um, I, like most unexpected. I yeah, guess. I mean, same. Yeah. It's it was so good. Like I we I feel like next time he plays, we're all gonna actually go, oh, no. You know what? Either. You know what? Fuck it. Best performance. Best dude, why not? He was great. He's great. He's great. Not, we're all not going to a him. Billy Idol concert next time. Yeah, the whole, <laughs> we'll be the, the youngest people there by great. a mile. <laughs> it's just, they sounded like, like, like what you, like your dream scenario of what a band sounds like live. That's what they sounded like. Like they, it, the energy was insanity. Like oh. I can, I would even say, and this is blasphemous, but Black. the energy during his set was bigger than the Pearl Jam energy. That's bullshit, but okay. I don't know. It but just like... It's a different... I, it's a different... It's everything. It's a different energy. That's for sure. Pearl Jam... Yeah, different like, energy. Yeah, you know, Billy Idol, he's just like screaming. <laughs> he's just like... Yeah, you know, it was nonstop. It's not, it's not being sexy on stage. He's, he's not true. trying to... <laughs> I don't know. There's probably... I, I, I bet you there's a lot of people who disagree with you, but okay. I, I'm sure, but he's not like, you know... He's not, uh, if any better is not unbutting his, his jacket, you know, no. song one to show some chest. No, you're right. 
<laughs> no, not a, not even close. or straight up taking your shirt off. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So and I stand fine. by what I said. All right, um, Ryan. Who was your performance of the festival? It was Avid Brothers. No pro, Avid Brothers. Uh, no, no question. Yeah, they were crazy. Like crazy said, good. There was not a, no bad performance, but they were the ones that that stuck with me through the entire event and into the week the following week you're just like man that was that was like an electrical charge through my body like like that whole experience and like every song even the songs you didn't even know you're like holy shit like this is, mm-hmm. this is a performance these guys are these guys are fucking wicked um that that's my vote they were so like for me personally like i said like they were so like unexpectedly good i think i think because of how little i was familiar with them i expected um more um not laid back but like like more like stoic more i i think i was expecting more like mumford slash lumineers i was like mumford i was gonna say mumford and such yeah yeah then like more like they're more foo fighters than like mumford like it just was there was it was a lot of it was a lot of energy and big it sounded big and that's what I was getting with Foo Fighters, not like, you know, Dave Grohl screaming, but just like, yeah, it just sounded like this. You can be, you know, this is the perfect location for this music right now. But like these guys can be playing like MSG and have probably paid them. Like the sound, the, the how big the sound was, was just like, wow, I was really just taken back by that. Their set was reminiscent of what Dispatch did in 2019. Like dispatch big, was fucking awesome too. Yeah, big bombastic, reminiscent. And dispatch is such like band I've always wanted to see live. I finally did. Like they're you know they're known for like these jammy college tunes, and then like they come out covering Rage Against the Machine, and like they're doing this big bombastic charismatic set, and you're like, I this is not what I thought was going to happen. Avid Brothers was very, and it was almost a similar time stop. Um, a time spot for them too it was like it was so good and like yeah avid brothers to me because i know some of their later records have been a bit poppier like you know kind of like you know they started out within that you know wearing vests and playing banjos and wearing stetsons you know mid-aughts early tens type of type of mumford and sons of monsters and men type deal but then Jesus, Ryan, could you have a bigger water bottle to drink? <laughs> oh my God. I'm trying thing to drink size of your, <laughs> This thing was the size of your lungs. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's only for the visual part of the podcast. No one oversee except for our Patreon that doesn't exist. Um, but Alex and I have that joke on TV break. We're like, oh, check out our Patreon. And we're just like. <laughs> and, uh, but anyway, like they, they hit in a way I wasn't expecting. Because yeah. like you know they're way jammier and way way more and jammy not in a way of just like you know sounding like folk music but just like you know the electricity of it and it was it was really cool and I I totally dug that too. For me, I'll give like an honorable mention to Pearl Jam because I've never seen Pearl Jam before, and part of my review was all about the spiritual side of the the festival. Just putting my writing over because I hope someone reads it is. Um, when Eddie Vedder was coming out, basically talking and processing the last year and a half, and then they hit corduroy and where it was like, where it, it's that very anxious, 
tense buildup. And it's like, kind of like we have this huge catharsis happening where he, the Mike McCready's riffs just explode Eddie Vedder's vocals just explode. And it just, to me, I was just like, God, this is like the summation of what this festival is. It's just like us letting go of the last 16 to 18 to two months to two years of all the bullshit that's been happening in the world. And we can just immerse ourselves in the music as the fucking full moon is over uh, the Atlantic ocean and the, which is crashing up onto the, the con the festival area. It's just, it was just perfect, you know? And I couldn't stay for the whole Pearl Jam set because I'm old and my back was killing me. Um, and I was there for like since one o'clock, but for me, the performance of the festival is Black Joe Lewis, Lewis and Honey Bears because they, oh my God, they took us to church, dude. They was like, it was a fucking experience. They were great. And I love that sound. And I'm just like, hi, I'm a fan now. Let's do an interview. Let's just celebrate how amazing you guys are. It was just, and I said they were in the St. Paul and the Broken Bones spot uh, this year. They were better. In my opinion, they were just so good. They were undeniably great during that. And that was the type of, and that was the type of energy of just people performing their for like, like, like their lives were on the line because it was like for a lot of them. And Matt and Kim, I guess a special mention for me too, because while I wasn't, they were a bit extra during their set. This was their first show in almost two years and they brought it, they brought everything. And maybe it didn't hit at all points, but it was just like the undeniable exuberance that they they exuded onto that crowd. You just could not deny it, and it was great. Mm. But I, I, but to me, Black Joe Lewis, that was the set for me. So, guys, we talked about twenty twenty one version of this festival, which we all had a great time at. Let's talk about twenty twenty two. I have. I had the uh, the um, prediction of predictions with Al a few years ago, two years ago, when I said, I guarantee you, my friend, tw- the 2020, which became 2021, uh, festival will be headlined by Pearl Jam. And the reason was because Danny Clinch and Pearl Jam, tighter than tight, he, him and Tim Donnelly, who created the See Here Now Festival with the guys who produce um, Lollapalooza and Austin City Limits and Shaky Knees, um, they produced the Pearl Jam uh, concert documentary at Wrigley Field. Eddie Vedder is on the cover of the the Clinch book, which is absolutely phenomenal. I, I've I've looked through it a million times. It's like a great coffee table book. Um, so I called that. And Al, you called a band before. You yes. called Jack Johnson. Year one, the first year. Yeah, when we just I said, wouldn't it be crazy if it's like Jack Johnson or something? And I was like, no fucking way, because I'm a no more. No more. No. Um, so what, what do we think for uh, for uh, year four? Year four. Ryan, Ryan convinced me for a solid 10 minutes that it was year five. Yeah, I thought it was five. Was like, <laughs> well, I mean, technically, it, this would 2022 would be year five. But Ryan, you're absolutely wrong, you son of a yeah. bitch. But I can't add. So, you know, so we're all journalists. Nah. Math is not our strong point. That's right. <laughs> so you got so, so let's 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 do it this way. Let's make it a two-part question. One, mm-hmm. who do you predict will play the show? And two, 
who would you love to see? And it doesn't have to be a headliner. It's a band you think that would fit the festival. You would love to see play it. Damn it. I know. I asked Ryan first. I know. I have time to think. Preface though, Saturday, uh, Saturday night when we got back, we didn't go to like any after parties or the bar or anything. We just went back. Yeah, because we couldn't. It was sold out for months. True. That too. But, um, but we were we were having this conversation, and I I remember very little from it. So I'm gonna have to think. Ryan, you can go first. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I was in the ether at that point. There, there was there was one that there was one or two that you were sticking to. So I won't I won't touch on that. But yeah. um, as we talk about the festival from from this year and years past, and we've touched on a couple things with you know saying oh this band played this this year's. Uh, you know, th- this band played last year's spot, like sort of like the same thing. It makes me think it's it's not formulaic. I won't say formulaic, but I'm kind of that's how I, I base off of um, kind of basing off of what we've had and, and what we can have. I mean, uh, it, it seems to be going down. I don't know. I, I could be wrong, but during the day, it seems like it's like the local minute different tastes and then at the end of the day it's kind of like that it goes back to that classic you know like kind of like a fan favorite and and kind of an a reliable band um that that kind of gets everybody in and i was thinking about it and uh i don't know it, it might not be obtainable but i i could totally see like a stone temple pilots or something like that like along those lines being like a headliner no, there's they're still alive, but not a headliner. I mean, like, still alive. Sorry, I, what I'm trying I, to say I, was they're still around. The lead uh, singer had yeah. passed. Both lead, both lead singers, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't even know who their lead singer is now. No, they were holding like open auditions like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's just kind of like I'm just thinking. I like, could see that. I could see them absolutely performing at it. I can see I can see that happening and then being like an afternoon band for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I mean, I would like to see a, a ton of bands there. Who who I think would fit in there as well would I don't know somebody like Cage Elephant. I think they who was supposed, supposed to supposed to be on, and that's who I think will be on. Okay. All right. Sure. So then, yeah. then like uh, you know even Passion Pit or like Portugal the Man, I can see them like showing Ooh. up. Portugal, Portugal the Man. man. Passion Pit, no. Passion Pit should play. Passion Passion Pit should play the next Shadow of the City. That would be fucking. Cool. I can even see. That's actually perfect for Shadow of the City. Isn't one of the guys from Passion Pit from Red Bank? He is the, the guy. Passion Pit is like Japanese breakfast. It's like one guy. He's the pit. He's the he's the. He's the I've seen Passion Pit. Play. Play. I saw Passion. Play. You want me to you want me to date the site and myself. I saw a Passion Pit DJ set at the first ever Governor's Ball on Governor's Island in 2011. I, I'll date myself. I saw Passion Pit in AC like the night before I had to do like a very early shift at work that I was late to because of, um, but it was like, every day it was watching. like, it was like maybe the day or two after I uh, bailed on my first pop break assignment. Oh, you dickhead. Yeah. For some reason, also, when I was listening to um, Avid Brothers, I don't know why. I was thinking Hozier could even like. Hozier's definitely would fit. Hozier would fit. That's a good He's one. just like, 
he's just like so um it's stupid but like his first album was like phenomenal like so good like i have it on vinyl it's like a, a, a like a legitimately great album mm-hmm. and like yeah. i don't i don't think he's did anything with his follow-up that like sparked any interest like the guy it was like a chart topping huge like basically one hit wonder but not really like it's crazy that he's never kind of like resurfaced again um you know what i mean my last my last one my last idea would be i don't know towards the old rocker uh stevie nicks or fleetwood mac oh yeah that's a good one that's that would draw one. huge that would draw huge yeah, huge, that, yeah. That was my, this is my follow-up to stone temple but could have left could have led with that one al you're up Oh, there's so many. Um, I guess I'll start with like, what 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 will happen, not necessarily what I want to happen. Uh, we talked about this. I think I was like, I think like logically based off um, uh, projects and figures, as as Chris Martin would say. Um, I think uh, I think Red Hot Chili Peppers would be like like the headliner scientifically i'll take my that's what my brain since he's not there but i think that's a great pick i think that that's a logical one too that that's a huge logical so logical it's such Um, a reliable you go you go to anything and you put them on and like it's it's like an uplifter that's true such such an old reliable um who else i can see being there next year I had a good one. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember who it was. Oh, oh! I actually we had not discussed this one actually. Um, ready for it? Not a headliner, but like in that like pre-headliner slot, the the the, the warm up to the big one. Ready for it? Someone's yeah. gonna knock it out of the park. Alt J. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. 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 I think that would be perfect. Um, so, so Bill, I had already said uh, Chili Peppers is prob- yeah. probably the headliner next year. Who I'd want to be the headliner instead, which is kind of in the same realm, uh, Foo Fighters. I think, who, I think in 2012 yeah. were on the Asbury Beach for Bamboozle. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like out of the realm of poss- possibility. And like, that would be humongous for the both the fast and and the town and like I mean it's just like insane like I think that would make a lot of sense. Well, I think this year um, proved too. Like it like it doesn't even matter if they like like Pearl Jam was never there and like you, you know he can kind of he has he has a wide reach. He can he can he logically can get a lot of people even if they've never. Oh been yeah, to he can get anyone, but it has to fit. Like we we keep saying it like why why like these guesses like we're like ooh that's a good one and all that kind of stuff. The reason it's like it's not like a normal festival where you can you know pick who's hot at that time or you're who's not hot get, in the genre at the time you're not looking it's, at it's such a weird yeah you're not looking you're not at, looking at top 40 you're not looking at this festival like governor's ball which like no you look at the undercard and it's just like here's who's hot on tiktok and who's, yep. who's hot on youtube that's not see here now that's not this is no. based in like because danny clinch is one of the curators so it's based in like kind of this not prestige, but this history and this craftsman craftsmanship of music. Yeah. yeah, it has to. It's like if you're walking around and you see um, 
an art gallery to your left and then to your right, you're on the beach and you're watching surfers compete. Like who fits in that, right? It's not like a straight up country artist or even like a pop country artist because that's not the vibe. And you can't just pick like all alternative because there's also like this, like this festival is made for like people 50 and over. Like it's like a strange blend of like the older crowd and the younger crowd. Like it is a very like, it's the it's one of the like, as we wrote we wrote in the second year it's like one of the best festivals we've ever experienced not because of the the mix of ages but just because like they they ticked off everything that's like you need it to make a like a successful music festival right you have uh, you have to have a, a card that appeals to everyone um it can't be um a mud pit and it can't be a, a filth monster and it's like one of the cleanest festival cleanest events you'll ever go to ah. ever because they incentivize people to clean up after themselves because they normally can't because uh, they're useless but like it's just like everything makes sense right it just like they just check off every box and this fest is so super highly specific with the acts they pick um, that it has to fit a certain vibe. And if it goes outside that vibe, people are going to complain. And so far it's been pretty, they've been pretty smart. As you said, like Clinch and Connolly, like they've been very, very smart with the way they've done this fest. And that's why, you know, can you replace dirty heads next year in the same slot with 311? Maybe not. And not because it's not going to get the nostalgia crowd, but it might not get the, the older crowd. The older oh, crowd that's like, why, why are they, why, is the, why are they rapping? Like, this is weird to me. Like, this isn't that fest. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just like to say like, oh, they'll fit. Like, that's kind of important. And, you know, they're not going to try to repeat themselves every year. Someone said like, oh, why is Jack not there? I'm like, what do you mean? It's not his festival. Like they thought because of the vibe that he kind of set at being yeah. that top card that it's like his fest. Like, no, it is not the case. So I know it's very long winded, but it's just like, Oh, good. That's why but it's right. It's a form. We can have this conversation for a year. Yeah. <laughs> for me, like I see returning the people who I think a lot of who didn't appear this year will be on next year's fest or they'll attempt. So that includes, I definitely think you'll see the beach boys next year. You're going to see Phoebe Bridgers next year. Cage the Elephant, the Growlers, and it wouldn't shock me if Patty Scalfa was involved next year. Um, for me, headliner-wise, I look at it and I say, Food Fighters and Red Hot Chili Peppers are great picks. To me, Jack White in some iteration. And if for some reason it's a White Stripes reunion, which I feel like some festival is going to get at some point. It's going to be huge. Yeah. White Stripes reuniting is big money. And I could definitely see that. Uh, one thing, Al, I know you talked about our, uh, my former colleague, Bobby Olivier and your future colleague um, talked about is uh, diversity in the, in the, on the main stage and then the upper card of the festival. To me, it makes all the sense in the world to have the roots being playing this festival, they fit so well. And I think they would be amazing in this festival. Um, I know Danny Clinch has shot Jay Z um, a number of times. I can never see him doing this. He's just too big. And I don't mm -hmm. think he's doing festivals. I don't think he's going to be that guy. But yeah. to, me, to me, the roots, 
Gary Clark Jr. is another one I think would be a huge one. Fits in too well for this. It's like it makes too much sense. I got another one for you because you're on that same vibe. It is a repetition somewhat because they have played um, the Jersey Shore before, but it was like almost a decade ago at this point. Um, Brittany Howard um, in anything that she does. it's different though. Like, seaside, seaside is a weight that gentleman wrote stopover, which I was referencing when the Alabama Shakes headlined the first night. Different vibe now. Brittany Howard right now would make a lot of sense. But another one I'm going to throw at you guys: a clinch shot band generate decades over Green Day. I don't know. The thought came. I don't think so and now I'm, I'm also starting to like second guess Foo Fighters now because like is it too mainstream it's not even mainstream it's the vibe Green Day is like almost like pop almost too much pop rocker like too much I mean I'm like, not saying I would love it but it's almost sorry. it's almost too much energy for that crowd Think about it. Think of the head. Think of the the, the the six. Think of the six headliners. Tell me who's the most energetic of the six headliners. Uh, social distortion. Give me the, the six headline. The six headliners. It's like for- literally, like end of night Saturday. You have three years, so it's six headliners. So you have year one was Jack Johnson and social distortion. Year two, no, Matthews. No, 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 no. Everyone thinks it's social distortion because of Bruce. Think about it again. Who was the headliner? On? It's Incubus. Oh, that's right. It's Incubus, Jack Johnson. It was, then the second year was Lumineers and Dave. This year was is um, Pearl Jam and Smash Pumpkin, which I think was originally supposed to be Abbott Brothers. Who had the most energy out of the sixth? And is it all ridiculously very close? Because there is no big, huge wave of energy out of those bands, really. So uh, I don't think a Green Day could headline, and I'm starting to even think that a Foo Fighters, but I think they're the only ones who can, they're so beloved by all, pretty much, that I think they may fit it. Green Day's tough. I could see. I just saw them. It's a different crowd, man. No, I know. It's a different energy. They they headline something called a Hella Mega Tour. That is not going to be a sixty year old uh, like couple who just want to chill out and smoke. Like that's not. That's yeah, not that but vibe. you got to remember they still have a large swath of people in yeah, below forty who show up to the show. It, the reason these have worked so well is like consistently throughout the day the counter Older programming. Yeah, older white rich people, but like the counter programming for everything has been pretty great. Like, like okay, like oh, that's going to be like a chill wave band. Cool, go go check out like an alt rock band, or go check out like um, more of like an electronic sounding band. Whatever, like it's a pretty good alternative program. And then when you get to the headliner, the headliner, yeah, one that unifies all of them. Yeah, that's true, and that's been happening every single night. So, yeah. I do I like bands. I would love to, uh, but uh, so that was some of my guests for them. Like, I, I would love to see Gary Clark Jr. I think he fits that really, really that fits well. so well. Like, crazy perfect, well, perfectly. I could see him being a Saturday night headliner. Um, to me, I would love to see more reggae. I think, like, it makes all the sense in the world. Tank of the Bangas was uh phenomenal when I passed by. Of course, Steel Pulse was really good the year 
previous there's bands you can get in you can slot into there i would love to see a a band called the suffers i like them a lot they're out of houston they're really cool um and you got a ton of great local bands you could throw in there um there are a lot of options that we have going through here and you know what else would not shock me to uh if we have a brian fallon or gaslight anthem on the show if they're not touring during the year i could see them there too yeah, they would be, uh, I think they would be absolutely perfect in that. Um, Avid Brothers role. Oh, like I was even, oh, I wasn't even say like that Matt and Kim slot. Like the, yeah, the, well, which is almost, yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say, like that pre-headliner for that stage. Yeah. I know yeah. I would do it as the counter, like I would do it as like when, when, when you went from uh, Dropkick to Dave. Yeah. Like Gaslight to, you know, whoever. Fleetwood Mac, whatever, as Ryan said. Um, like that would be really thrilling. I, that would be awesome. I think Fallon, Fallon can do well just by himself too. What's up, Ryan? No, no, I was gonna say even another option too of leading in and just uh, you mentioned it the other night, Black Keys too. Oh, I I mentioned that actually. Is that you? I'm yeah, that was me. Yeah, Black Keys is a big one. I did. No, I said it first. Uh, I'll take that one. Uh, Black Keys, yeah, you said it previous. You said it for the year uh, for this year. But Blackies, I could they dropped a new record this year. I could definitely I could definitely see something happening there, man. For sure. That that fits the vibe of see here now for sure. But I think we do need to see diversity in there. Like you need to see you can get hip hop in there, you can get a Jurassic Five, you can get a lot of different outfits to play. I think you know, with the shifting, you know, with with touring schedules being so bonkers this year, they got what they got. And I think you could you could do more next year, and I think they will do more next year. Especially you could you could get a. I mean, none of this is going to resonate with you guys, but like you know, Tim. I know Timmy's a you know he's has like a his heart in New Orleans, so I can see a trombone shorty coming in playing who's who get, has a really good following, sells out anytime he plays the Northeast. That would be a great mid card, you know, or a great upper mid card band for them to have. It would be you guys, and you guys would have a ton of fun with them. I'm excited to see what they, uh, how they expand from here. Cause I, I, I think, you know, you guys are hundred percent, right. Absolutely. They like, they can, they can expand, they can, they can deviate here and there. They can certainly experiment. Um, I, I, I think there's no other place for them to go than up. I mean, it's going to be bigger next year. So now, now's the time. I mean, like this, this was kind of, to me, I felt like this was a, a gamble and it was uh, just considering everything that's happened the past year and a half. And it paid off extremely well. It was a fantastic, amazing weekend. It really was. And I'm, I, and I love the fact that they never let their heart leave the locals. And so you're going to always get those local bands early on the card. I think that's really awesome. And, um, you know, the surfing, unfortunately the waves weren't the best as they were in previous years. So hopefully we see more of that. And, um, I think once we hopefully next year we have a, a much, you know, things are a lot better. We can see more of the arts tent like we did two years ago where the arts tent was wild. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I would love to see the, the festival start spreading a little bit away from the boardwalk a little bit. And we, some more after parties helping happening elsewhere, you know, pop break producers an after party somewhere uh, like we're, we're going to do last year, but <laughs> couldn't get it done. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see that. That was really the big thing too. It was it was odd 
placements of some stuff the the ga plus area didn't make sense to me to be like cut like just sort of just ham-fisted in between the 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 clinch tent and like the 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 park stage and uh, that was a little strange um and, and just odd odd placements like they definitely need to it's tough because i you know they're they're you are limited you are limited they are very limited they're doing great with what they have it's just I don't know. They, they need to rethink a couple little spots, um, maybe some, some wasted areas, but uh, overall, yeah, no, uh, I forget where I was going with that point, but, but besides that, it was, it was, you know, it was wonderfully run. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Al, any, yeah. any final thoughts? Big, yeah. Just uh, one, one complaint in general was, uh, you know, I know because of COVID a lot of stuff had to be, you know, adjusted and whatever and like as again i i've already said like this is like one of the most well-organized festivals ever um the the people in charge of um taking us in out of the pit super friendly super nice super helpful um super strict at the same time which is you know good um especially when i got yelled at a few times um the one thing that um not shocking. The one thing that bothered me was the lack of a, a media area. Um, and, you know, well, that they couldn't that could be the Paramount Theater was the where we had it years before. they. Yeah. Was, but but again, help. but again, like even just the pop up tent for us to, you know, share a table, unload footage, things like that. Um, you know, that I have a lot of I think know, change next year. Yeah, we had to sit, you know, people had to sit in the sand uh, just to get their photos up and stuff. And like that's, you know, obviously it didn't affect me, but I know a lot of, um, you know, uh, newspaper and uh, web photographers that had to do that. Um, you know, I, I, that's my only, 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 only complaint um, after having two extremely fun days of that festival. Yeah, it's a great festival. The one I can get home to at the end of the night, I don't know if to camp in a tent, you know what I mean? Or take a train, you know, take like a boat and a train. Although I had to take a train on the second night and it broke down. Uh, you know, it's nice to have a local festival. And this is something that, you know, we had for a little bit and now it went away. And for years we were clamoring for something that reflected the image of Asbury Park and the scene of Asbury Park. And I think the guys have done a great job with that. Absolutely. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, so that's the see here. That's our set. That's our thoughts on the see here now music festival. What we're going to get into is a quick pop culture recommendation section where we're just going to talk about something we really love right now. We, we want to recommend to you guys. Um, for me, listen, it's 75 episodes. I don't talk about, I don't, I haven't recommended this enough, but this Friday guys, we have two, a double whammy on Netflix. One, you've got the new season of the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> Every week, we're getting a new episode. My God, if we ever needed a series to come back, it's this. It is a warm croissant of just joy. It's the best. It is just a very relaxing show to come home to and just decompress and watch beautiful delicacies be created in front of you with two comedians, Noel uh, Fielding and Matt Lucas, just cutting it up, and it's just wonderful and also uh this friday uh black mass the new series from mike flanagan who created my recommendation for this week it's a couple years old at this point but it's the haunting of hill house if you've never seen the haunting of hill house on netflix it is scary as hell but it is also a wonderful study on trauma 
family dramas. It is friggin' phenomenal. Mike Flanagan also did the very underrated Doctor Sleep, which is in the uh, the sequel essentially to The Shining. And a lot of people are like, "Oh, that sounds like a terrible idea." No, it's the best idea because it is a great movie. But I highly, but if I'm going to recommend anything for Mike Flanagan, if you're gonna, if you're interested in Black Mass. It would be The Haunting of Hill House. It's the perfect show to watch during Halloween. You will just be absolutely addicted. There is one episode in particular that is almost one shot throughout the entire episode. It is phenomenal. It's scary. It's well-written. It's, it's, it's dramatic. It's emotional. Fantastic. So those are my recommendations. Al, because we're going to let Ryan close show out, your pop culture recommendations for this week. Oh man, I get a bunch. Uh, first, it's a, it's a lot of TV mostly. Uh, I'm I'm loving uh, Only Murders in the Building. Really, really great. Me and my wife are addicted. Um, Every week on thepopbreak.com. So so good. Um, Why the Last Man on FX. I'm I'm behind because I was trying to watch it with my wife, and uh, it doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. But we'll see. Um, that was really good. New season. What we do in the shadows. The show is so consistently funny like stupid funny you you must watch it if you haven't already uh it's on its third season you can watch all of them on hulu it's a great show um uh man what else i feel like i had another one uh i guess i guess that's it oh sex education uh new season of sex education also on netflix or not also just on netflix um, season three probably will be the last season, sadly, because Netflix doesn't know how to take care of their shows. Uh, but the aesthetically, the show is beautiful. The acting and the cast are one of the best you'll ever watch. Um, and it's such a good show. It's, there's nothing like it on TV because it's not on TV. It's on Netflix, but there's nothing like it out there. Um, I love that show. So definitely check that out. A lot of shows. Ryan. What do you got for us? Yo. Uh, yeah. I mean, Al kind of touched on it. The Why the Last Man finally got around to watching the the, the pilot. Uh, blown away by it. Can't wait to watch. It's a, lot, it's a lot of one episodes, but I'm starting it. I actually, you mentioned Mike Flanagan. He has a new Netflix uh, show, Midnight Mass. Midnight uh, Mass, not Black Mass. What a dick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so so you, you both have the same recommendation. Yeah. So there's that. And then um, I'm, uh, me and uh, the fiance were actually... About to wrap up um, Mayor of Easttown, a little behind on that, but uh, very good, very good show, very good show. Um, Kate Winslet, uh, well deserved win on that one. Well, big surprise, a big uh, shock of the Oscars with uh, Ju- Julianne Nicholson uh, topping Katherine Hahn for best supporting actress in a limited series. Shame, yes, yeah, shame. I agree, I, I, I've seen both shows. Um, I think, uh, you know, one of the most relieving uh, pop culture, uh, relevances i mean i mean whatever pop culture football's back so uh Yay. yeah so that's uh just don't watch the giants that's the big one or the jets or the jets <laughs> or any, any so team bad. in new york that's not the bills um <laughs> that's uh that that's that's me i'm kind of oh and lucifer on netflix um okay, catching up on that as well finally Looking very forward to uh, to you coming out uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, Jesus I Christ. I love that show. Great show. Fucking show. It's great. Great fucking show. Um, and uh, they just announced Tiger King season two. So I'm going to get my, uh, you know, my stuffed animal tiger and I'll be ready for that shit. 
Yes, it will be. Ryan, tell us where people can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me behind your nearest bodega in the back for $5. I'll make your night worthy. Um, Jesus also, Christ. No, he won't. Also, uh, you know, occasionally writing on uh, pop break and uh, you know, wherever bill is, I'm about 15 feet behind him. Uh, you know, scared out of my wits. We're afraid he's going to hit me. Very true. Alphonse, where can people find you? You can find me at Al Manorino on Twitter, and you can actually see my photos of bands that we've been talking about this entire time and other times at Al Manorino on Instagram. Sweet. Uh, if you must follow me on Twitter, I'm at Bodkin Writes, where it's mostly just stuff about wrestling and retweets and posts from the poppbreak.com, which this podcast is the flagship podcast from. Uh, so, question. Um, will you, could you be Billy Bodkin now? I know you're not going to be the original Billy on Twitter, but you could be Billy Bodkin. I Bodkin mean, Bill. I haven't been Billy Bodkin since I was six years old when I declared my name is Bill, uh, <laughs> you know, very defiantly to my parents. And my dad's like, shit. All right. Cool. Great. Good time, kid. Uh, so I am at Bodkin writes, I will not be at Billy. That is Billy Corgan, which is he's going to be tweeting about Smashing Pumpkins and pro wrestling. But I'm tweeting about pro wrestling and thepopbreak.com. We're celebrating 12 years at the end of this month, which is absolutely mind blowing to me. We are talking about movies, TV, music, pro wrestling, comic books, anime, digital trends, all sorts of great stuff. Follow us on Twitter. We're at the pop break at the pop break on Instagram. We got all these great photos and also from Al and shitty photos from me from see here now, where I just took them on my phone. And we also are on Facebook forward slash pop all spelled out. All of our podcasts are available on anchor, Google, Apple, and Spotify. Please rate review and subscribe to this podcast. Check out the Breakcast, where we have all sorts of great podcasts. Check out pop break TV and the winner still is, and the Way Too Early Oscar podcast. All of those are on those platforms. So, for the very unlikable Ryan DeMarco, for the very static Al Manorino, I am the very gray and tired Bill Bodkin. Thank you for listening to the 75th episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>